So you got a fly brain. You're not great at thinking. You know, right. like, most four of... words. One of them is probably White House. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that two words? No, if you're a fly, you gotta, you gotta save space. Welcome to another episode of Anamorphous Discussion, brought to you by Safeway. You'll get it in a minute. <laughs> I'm your host, Robin, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Jessica. Hey. And Katie Treggs. Hello. How are you two doing today? Pretty good. Good? I took- Excited for our first... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I took my dog on a walk. And there's a sledding hill across the street from my house, and I watched a dad, like, fall and then slide all the way down the hill on his bottom. And then I was like, what's the point of sleds? That's (laughs) a good point. Did the dad seem like he was doing it on purpose, or more like... No, it was like his kid was going down the hill and he was watching, and then he, like, kind of, like, slipped and, like, went down after him. He seemed fine, though. Like, it was... He wasn't, like, rolling. He just slid casually down on his bottom and he was wearing snow pants so he was fine i bet he loved it yeah but i was because this whole time sam and i haven't gone sledding because we don't have a sled and then i was like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) hold on a sec who needs it exactly cool you too excited for our first episode sponsored by someone other than the sharing oh so excited it's also sponsored by the sharing but we'll get to that (laughs) um before we jump in, can either of you remember anything about the last book? What was the last book? What book is this first? This is book number 11. Okay. Okay. So was book 10 the one that we did in our live episode? Uh, no, that was uh, Megamorphs number one. It's not, num- it's not like in the regular numbering. Gotcha. Um, what was number 10 called? <laughs> I feel like that'll give it away, but number 10 was called The Android. <gasps> was this the one with the with the an- underground people? Yeah. And then, okay, I think I, I know. Jessica, do you know? Do you want to do it? I mean, is it just the one where, like, the with the dog aliens? Mm-hmm. The dog android aliens? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's it. It's the one that made me mad about all the rest of the books, yep. right? Yeah. Um, so like they I tried to get under. That, that's not a so, plot. Okay, that's... they're they're deforesting the the place, and then one of them was like, "Well, we have to figure out why they're doing this because they should have like records to be able to like cut down nope. trees here or whatever." Mm-mm. That's not that this was one. Book, that was book nine. Oh, so this is the one where they wanted to get the thing to help the androids like turn off their "we can't kill" thing. Mm-hmm. And then the, one of them did it, and they're like, "I can never fight again" because that was like so bad. And all the rest of the kids were like holding their guts in. Mm-hmm. And almost died, and then the dog android alien saved them by turning off the thing that made it so we can't kill, and now they're like, we'll never kill again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That was the entire book. I nailed it. I left no details out. <laughs> I'm really impressed with how much you remember, considering we recorded that episode, I think, three months ago, mm-hmm. and it has not yet been posted. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. 
there was no opportunity to listen. <laughs> um, Katie, did you have any relevant details that you wanted to add before I fill in the very few blanks that Jessica left? <laughs> I think um, it's important to address the reason why Jessica and I were both very angry about this whole thing is because the dog alien guy is they are superior species to the Yerks. So, like, basically they were these dog aliens that were created by these dogs, aliens. Mm-hmm. And the dog aliens made robots. Right. And then all the dog aliens died off, but all the robots are still around. Um, and all the robots mm-hmm. are in- insanely brilliant, and they've lived forever, so they know everything. And they've mastered, like, all computers and technology, and they live underground in a perfect, peaceful society with dogs. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why we're both so mad is because the whole time we've been thinking, like, oh, man, these Animorphs need adults. They need somebody who's smarter than them to come in and plan things. And just they just need somebody who can get them organized and, and, and on task, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they met this dog alien robot who could do all of that who knows everything and has already infiltrated the yurks and has already done all this stuff and just cannot fight and then at the end of the book he's like well i can't fight so bye like he's just like (laughs) they're just done with it then even though they now have a perfect leader that could tell them exactly what to do and get them into like battle ready formation but instead they're like okay well see ya (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so what else happened in book 10? Um, some important things to note, uh, just some names that you're going to forget again, but that I want to make sure are said multiple times so that later on when I bring them up, I can be like, remember from book 10? And <laughs> if you say no, I can be like, I told you about these people. Um, <laughs> The androids are all called the Chi. That's what their, like, android race is called. They were created by the Pemalites, which were the dog aliens. Um, the Pemalites died out because of a virus that was released by the Howlers, another alien species that goes from world to world just killing shit. Uh, that The Howlers went to the Pemalite homeworld, killed a bunch of them. A few Pemalites escaped, but they were killed by the biological weapon that the howlers had released so when they got to earth the pemalite or the chi put the pemalite souls into wolves and that's where dogs came from nice as everyone knows i'm sure i mean like that's basic history i know we all know that but i just wanted to make sure (laughs) yeah i mean i learned that in dog history 101 that i took my first year in college but yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was a. I think it was like one of those required class, like the alcohol edu and dog history one hundred and one. Yeah, those are like basic, basic starting classes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, chi pemelites and howlers. The other thing, the pemelite crystal is like this super powerful piece of technology that the Yerks had. So the Animorphs had to steal it, and to steal it, they morphed bats, and it worked. Except. They could only carry it in their little mouths, and then they couldn't echolocate, so they had to turn into big, scary animals to try to bash their way out. And it didn't work, but Marco got the crystal to the chi that had been helping them, whose name is Eric King. Uh, and he reprogrammed everything, and he, he reprogrammed himself, slaughtered everyone, 
brought Marco back to life by restarting his heart with an electric shock and then said, I have a perfect memory. I'm never going to forget any part of that. And I hated it. And I'm changing my, my thing back and no one else can ever do this. He did give them a phone number, a secret untraceable phone or untappable phone num- number that they can call. And he'll, he'll like give them information through there. But he just said like, he'll leave messages for them and they can leave him messages not like you have a, you have a chance to contact me whenever you want to find out the answers to all of your questions. So yeah, it is kind of messed up. Not only are these unkillable, incredibly powerful, incredibly advanced things, they've also infiltrated the sharing. Because uh-huh. um, Eric got a control or got a yerk in his head, but he just trapped it there. And he gives it, he like generates his own Candrona rays. So when he goes to the Yerk pool every three days, he just makes a hologram of the Yerk dropping into the pool since they don't talk to each other in the pool very much. Um, and then he's good to go. So this it's a perfect. Is crazy. He's the perfect spy. Uh, also, Eric King, I was reading, I was, full, full disclosure, I was rereading the Wikipedia page for book 10 just to make sure I didn't forget anything important. <laughs> but uh, Eric King, his name is the name of a fan who won a contest to have their name in an Animorphs book. So Aww. he became a character, and it's a character that apparently we all hate. So, <laughs> I don't congratulations. hate him. I hate the fact that he abandoned them. When he right. could have helped so much, even without fighting. Yeah. You just hate all of his things that yeah. he does. But I was right. going to make a joke about how if the past tense of Eric Gang is eric but I guess <laughs> this is a real guy. <laughs> no, you can still say that. <laughs> so now we're on book number 11. It's called The Forgotten. Uh, let me send you a picture. And then you two can tell me what you think it's about. Speaking of the of it being the forgotten, this is uh, the one that I did forget everything about. So <laughs> rereading it, I was like, "Oh, that's organic." <laughs> I forgot this whole book existed. That um, bodes well. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're gonna love it. Uploading. Okay, sent. It's in the chat. Ooh, he's mm. a cheetah. Which kid mm. is that? That is Jake. That's right. Why is he a baby? Well, he's like 12. Are they all 12? None of them have looked 12 to me until now. Yeah, same. All of the... I think it's a different... I think they use a different kid model every time. I honestly think whoever makes the covers just goes into stock photo and is like, boy, white, young, and just picks whatever is... (laughs) Whatever makes the most sense. I'm realizing now he's... A jaguar, I think, right? He is. Cool. Hey, sorry. You have that, to correct that. Sorry How that can I you said tell a cheetah. Difference? Um, I think cheetahs have like longer legs and they're like springerier, and I think their spots are slightly different too. Yeah, I think jaguars have the dot in the middle of their spots, but I'm not sure. I mean I see dots in this one. I just don't know if that's different from cheetahs. Yeah. But it is a jaguar, you are correct. Nice. Um Katie, what do you think this book is about? Oh, boy. Okay. So, based on the cover and the fact that you forgot everything about it, um, I feel like (laughs) it's just going to be not really related to all the stuff that has happened so far. Maybe (laughs) 
Um, it's one of those situations where, like, ah, oh, Jake, Jake has to go to summer camp, and he has some <laughs> wacky adventure with a, a camp counselor who he thinks is a yerk, but turns out it's not actually a yerk, it's just a bad dude. Who sucks being an camp counselor? Who can, who can yeah, maybe it's things. like an '80s movie situation where like him and his camp friends end up like locking him in a cupboard and they just leave him there, but he's okay at the end somehow. Because <laughs> he, he morphs into like a cockroach or something. No, oh, no, no, no. I mean the camp counselor. counselor. Okay, he's just in there. He says, "This isn't why I moved to Venus." Yeah, no, he's he's just a normal guy, but they think he's a yerk, right? No, I was getting it mixed up with that Ray Bradbury story about the kids on Venus. Oh, I don't know that one. The sun was going to come out. It's fine. Um, was it Ray Bradbury? doesn't matter. Jessica, what do you think this one's about? Well, the title suggests to me that it would be about Tobias, since everyone seems to have forgotten that he's just, like, not around. <laughs> but, like, he's a hawk, and he's been missing, as far as any adult knows, for, like, several months now, and just, like, no one seems to give a shit. Mm. So it's clear that all of the adults in the world have forgotten about Marco, or I mean Tobias. Damn, even I've forgotten about him. <laughs> forgotten about what's-his-name. Yeah, so, like, I, the title would make me think that, but I guess that's that would be a Tobias book and not a Jake book. Mm. So... I'm going to guess it's about some other threat that they had been warned about and then forgot about, and now it's, like, back in their face. <laughs> okay. And I hope that the threat is Tobias being a hawk. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> well, like, there's some sort of inheritance that he's supposed to get, but the will was very clear that he can only get it if he's not a hawk, and so now they have to figure <laughs> out a way to trick people into thinking that he's human. I was actually thinking more along, more along the lines of Tobias finally gets fed up that, like, no one gives a shit that he's a hawk, mm. and he's just been, like, slowly kind of, like, giving people warning signs, like, hey, remember how you're my fucking friends? I'm not okay. I'm still a hawk over here. And they just keep, like, fucking up and forgetting that, and he finally fucking snaps, and is like, hey, remember how I'm a fucking hawk? And just mm. calls all their eyes out. This is actually a good book for this. Um, not right. Good guess. Yeah, Good I, guess I didn't think it would be right. I just Robin. feel like that's where it should go. Robin, was I right? <laughs> you know, your instinct was correct. That it doesn't matter? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, this book is about Jake, and the main theme of this book is, uh, like, Jake being... The, the pressure that Jake is under as the leader and the need to, like, make the right decisions and the fear of messing up and getting all his friends killed. That's the theme that runs through this book. But we know the format of the, an of the Animorphs book, so obviously the first thing that happens is... Something the stupid! The kids do something ridiculous. Yes, except I'm really disappointed because kind of not in this one. That didn't really happen. Hmm. It doesn't have the same sort of three-act structure that I'm used to. I mean, I guess it does have a... It doesn't matter. Uh, the book starts with square dancing, which is not inherently a yerk... Like, it's not inherently going to draw attention from the yerks, I don't think. Uh -huh. J Jake is just... Like, it starts with him talking about what the Yerks are and how they came to Earth and how 
everything is on the shoulders of these five kids. And so he's like, and with all that, wasn't I under enough stress? They had to add square dancing into this because uh, he's in school learning how to square dance. Hmm. And then uh, his partner is Rachel. And then suddenly while Jake is square dancing with Rachel and being miserable about it because he's a middle schooler, uh, he has this sort of flash and suddenly he's in a forest of some kind or a jungle uh, swinging through the trees with a bunch of monkeys. And then he's back square dancing with Rachel and he's like, what the heck? And then Cassie shows up at the class because I guess it doesn't matter what class you're in. You can just go anywhere in the school. (laughs) (laughs) So she shows up. And Jake sees her, and he's embarrassed for her to see him square dancing, but Cassie's laughing her ass off, so it's great. So he pulls her into the square dance in a classic rom-com move, Mm. and it's going great. And then she's like, by the way, the reason I came here is that Tobias wants wants us to meet him right after school. Uh, He says there's something big going on. And Jake's like, well, damn, now I wish square dancing was the only problem I had. Da, 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 da. That was it. There was no like <laughs> big stupid thing that they did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. It was weird. That's uh, also this weird. book. What? That's very weird. It is. This book also has a lot of um, all caps like sound effects or th- like flash. I fell. I'm in the trees. Flash. I'm back with Rachel square dancing, and there will be more along the way that I will most assuredly call out. Mm, can't wait. The sound of bug fighters or of Dracomedes going is like zwam, zwam. <laughs> anyway. Um, or sometimes it's just zap. <laughs> so they get out of school and they they go to the woods where no one will see them. No, sorry. Uh, they split up into their normal groups. They go to Marco's house, change into birds in his room, Jake and Marco do, and fly up to meet with Tobias and he takes him over to the Safeway grocery store, which is Safeway is the name of a grocery store chain. Oh. You didn't know that. Oh, my God. Now you know. And it's weird. This grocery store is weird because it looks like there's been some kind of fire. And Tobias is like, get closer. Look at the parking lot. And they look at the parking lot. And they see a bunch of gouges leading right towards this huge hole in the building. And they're like, something crashed into the parking lot going very fast, crashed into the building, and started a fire. And also, it looks like a lot of people are working very hard to, like, cover up the hole and, like, keep anything from being seen. And also, there's people walking around on the roof with machine guns. And the person supervising all of the cleanup stuff seems to be Chapman, their assistant principal, who is a high-ranking controller. So... Obviously, what has happened is something yerky has crashed into this grocery store and started a fire, and the yerks are working as fast as they can to cover it up. Mm. So the animals want to figure out what it is. So they decide to name that plan. Uh, Morph into some kind of tiny animal so they can spy. Jessica? Um... Yeah, probably morph into something that they already know they shouldn't morph into, like another hive mm-hmm. insect or whatever. Um, or the opposite, and morph into, like, the biggest thing they can think of and make a huge scene. Hmm. That's great for spying, I think, is just... Yeah, they never have the right plan, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. 
the, this uh, guy's like, does this gorilla always been here? <laughs> oh, <yeah>. well. <laughs> anyway, here's the plan. <laughs> like, either something that would make so much sense, like morphing into something small so they're not seen, or the opposite, like the worst possible thing they could do. Right. Uh, ding, ding. Ka- uh, Katie was right. Ooh. They're going to morph into flies to break to sneak in. Flies? Uh, the other thing is every chapter in this book starts with telling what time it is. So, like, the square dancing was at one twenty-two. They met up with Tobias at, like, 3.05, whatever. So Jake says, uh, go home, you know, check out your families, get your life together. As soon as it gets dark, we will go and infiltrate this and see what's going on. So say 7.45. So they go home. Jake gets home, and he's like, hey, Dad, what's up? And his dad's like, what's up? The game is tonight, and I paid $40 on pay-per-view, remember? It's our bonding thing that we're going to do. You and me and Tom and some of my friends from work watching the boxing match tonight at 7. And Jake is like, oh, there is no good way for me to get out of this. Mm. Because I said that I would do it, and I don't want to draw suspicion to myself. But hopefully it'll be a real quick boxing match. It wasn't. (laughs) No. So, yeah, he's stuck there. Just sort of watching the game, watching the fight. And Tom is also there and also clearly doesn't want to be there. Probably because he also has to get back to the safe way to continue covering up whatever happened there. Wait, Tom is uh, a yerk? Did we already know that? Jake's brother Tom yeah. is a controller. Oh, Tom is the brother. Okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, Tom is Jake's brother, yes. And... So, uh, finally the fight ends, like, at 7.45, and Jake immediately sprints over to the VCR and is like, can I take this tape over to Marco's house to show him? This is great. Okay, gotta go. Bye! And goes and flies over to this abandoned motel where they're all gonna morph. And he's like, sorry, I'm late, I know. And Rachel's like, alright, let's do it. Come on, fearless leader. Just say the magic phrase that you always say. Let's go. And then we will start. And Jake... Jake's been having other flashes. I should make that clear. He's been having a few flashes throughout the day of different scenarios that last like a second or two. Uh-huh. Um, of Marco saying, well, doesn't matter. Anyway, Marco saying stuff of uh, a spear pointing at him at one point, of looking into the face of a jaguar. Just like he keeps having these little flashes and he thinks he's going insane throughout the day. So now he's got to do this plan while he's having these weird hallucinations. And Rachel says, should we do this? And, he, and instead of saying anything, he looks at his watch and it's 8.19. And he's like, something is wrong. There's something important about 8.19, but I don't know what it is. So yeah, let's do it. <gasps> so they morph into flies. What's up? Uh, just a gasp at the drama. It, is it like oh. a Groundhog Day scenario? Uh, maybe. That'd be great. It's 819. Okay. Uh, so they morph into flies. They have an adventure trying to get over the freeway. Uh, Jake nearly gets hit by a windshield, but he avoids it. It's raining, so rain would be, like, glue to their bodies if they get hit by these raindrops. Uh, eventually they make it over to the grocery store where... The Yerks have just used earth earth movers to pile up all the the 
like fridges and food and everything. So there's this huge pile of rotting food. There's thousands of flies. They blend right in. It was a brilliant plan. Cassie finds Chapman and goes over to listen to him. And she finds out the thing that crashed into the store was an experimental bug fighter. Do you remember what the bug fighters are? Kind of. They're like ships that are like bugs. Yeah. They're like the smaller Yerk, yerk ships. Um, when Axe wanted to go home, they tried to steal one. And then that was in book five when their plan went horribly wrong. I know that's not descriptive enough. They made that distress beacon to call a bug fighter down. Because mm-hmm. it's usually only, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty small. It's got room for about two. Uh, but like a, a Horkbegerin attacks on, I think, is what usually flies it. So this is a new experimental bug fighter. And Chapman is saying, like, are you going to get this out of here or in, in three hours? Or is Wizard 3 going to be madder than he already is? And it's like, no, absolutely. And Chapman's like, good, because if it's three hours and one minute, I'm feeding you to Wizard 3 myself. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, so they're like, okay, we found out what it is. We have not been detected. Everything is great. What is the next step in their plan? They get and detected. Please, please give me time frames. No, no. What's what what what's the next plan they need to do? Mm. What are they going to do with this information? I don't know. It just seemed like that big of a deal. Just like just come back later. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, it crashed. Cool. Yeah. Let's go home. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I feel that's- like that's super reasonable, which is why, like, <laughs> whatever happens next is going to get them detected. Like, yeah. whatever happens next is going to be the worst possible thing they could have done. You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> Cassie says, like, I wish we could bring the news here or something so that we can, you know, so that more people will see this and know that the Yerks are here. And Jake's like, that wouldn't work. There's, they, you know, they own the media. There's, there's no way that, like, they've infiltrated the news stations here, so there's no way for us to, like, make that work in three hours. And then Rachel says, why don't we just steal it? Sure. Steal and the bug fighter thing? Steal the bug fighter thing. But it crashed. And Jake says, what? Do, do they think it's still in, like, working condition and they can just fly it out of there? Oh, yeah, the, they heard cha- the technician be like, it seems to still be in working order. Oh, we just need to run a few more diagnostics on it. And then Chapman was like, three hours. Yeah, okay, so, gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. And Jake says, l- jokingly, uh, oh, yeah, let's just steal it and, what, land it on the lawn of the White House, and then everyone will know. And everyone's like, yeah. Oh, my good- God. There's stop. Wrong with no, I need you to stop for a second. Stop. <laughs> So, so, please tell me that they don't all just be like, oh my god, yeah, Lawn of the White House, let's do it. I need you to tell me right now, because I have to log off of this recording. Oh, please don't log off of this recording. It's going to be so hard <laughs> to sync us back up. I just... It's slightly better than we'll steal it and then we'll have it. Right, which would have been the other way this would have gone, right? And that I, way we I have know. it. I, I don't know what makes you think that. <laughs> this sounds like a great plan to me. Just to what about it. we steal it and hide it in the forest and then call our dog android friend to make an actual plan? Oh, that's so good. 
Or just, let's no. not steal it, let's call our dog Android friend, and he can just walk walk right up to it, because he's a yerk, or whatever. And yeah. then he can use his technology to hack into it, or whatever, <laughs> and steal it, and mm-hmm. uh, yada yada yada, then that way they have it. Then <laughs> that way they have it. <laughs> uh, they've only got three hours, Katie. What are they gonna do, leave him a message on his untappable phone line and hope he gets there in time? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> anything but try to steal it and land it at the White House. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Robin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. they decide to steal it and take it to the White House. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> who but is president at this time? Do they talk president? about who the president is? Let me double check when this book was released. I don't want to give false information. Oh, because does this whole thing take place in, like, our world? Like, so it would be our president, or it wouldn't be, like, some other random universe where... I mean, I think think it's probably an approximation of our world, but um, there's, like, senators later who have just, you know, made-up names and stuff, so it could just be, like, President Bobson or something... Uh, let's see, this came out in 1997. Clinton. September 1997. I think so, that's gotta be Clinton. Really? Hang on. hmm Pretend that I know when all the presidents were. <laughs> yeah. Because W was 2000. I believe that Clinton would believe in aliens. <laughs> I mean, I if know. you landed a spaceship on, on the lawn with Clinton... Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so Bill Clinton, Clinton he's, he's inside, he's playing the saxophone. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> Smoking a cigar. Yeah. And then uh, he looks outside and boom, alien spaceship. Uh, Unless Clinton has already been yerked. Oh, man, he's probably yerked. He's almost certainly not yerked. If the yerks had the president, I think there would the, the invasion would be moving forward much quicker. <laughs> Okay, all right. Because um, that was what the, like, they were so concerned about possibly them infesting the governor that, like, who might be president someday. I think it's pretty safe to assume that the Yerks haven't gotten that far in political office yet, that high up yet. Yeah, maybe Al Gore, but definitely not Bill. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, so they're like, Axe, can you fly that thing? And he's like, absolutely. Sorry, that was an impression of someone else. Um, <laughs> was that your George oh, yeah. Takei? Yeah, I was going to say it's George Takei. Axe played sure, by yeah. George Takei. Yeah, he's played by George Takei, and he's like, yeah. No, there's no way that, no matter how advanced and new that your bug fighter is, it's not going to, I'm an Andalite, so, like, I got this. They can't match our technology. Mm. And it's like, okay, weird flex, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the thing is... They're all flies. Mm-hmm. Oh, and still during this conversation, they're flies. Yeah, yeah. They just found out, and they're making this plan okay. kind of right now. So you got a fly brain. You're not great at thinking. You know, right. like most four of- words. One of them is probably White House. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that two words? Now, if you're a fly, you gotta you gotta save space. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um. Yeah, so they're thinking with their fly brains in the spur of the moment. So they're all flies, 
and they need to steal this spaceship. But there's like five, four or five human technicians in there working on it. So they need to think of a plan, a different plan to get in there. I'm not going to make you name that plan because I'm afraid that Jessica will just leave. Yeah, that's a legitimate fear. (laughs) Um, There is, Tobias says, Tobias is flying around outside because he's a hawk forever. So he couldn't become a fly (laughs) to join them. Oh, Uh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Who hasn't? So Tobias is flying around outside, and uh, he says that he's got actually a good view on the ship because the Yerks cut a hole in the roof, presumably to get the ship out when they can fly it again. Mm. Uh, And the guys with machine guns are patrolling around the roof, and Jake is like, okay, I have a great idea. This is a terrible idea, and I hate being the leader and having to make these kinds of decisions. But what we're going to do, number one, we sneak onto that ship as flies number two tobias flies down through that hole and causes a distraction forcing all of the people in the ship to come out to shoot at him tobias is gonna get shot tobias escapes no problem and we're just gonna fly this thing away to the white house (laughs) can i sorry perfect plan do we know where they are are they near dc no it's a secret it like Every book starts with, like, my name is Jake, but I can't tell you anything else. Okay. Except the Yerks are here, and we're fighting them, and we're called the Animorphs. Because if it turns out they're in, like, Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's going to be a It's a bad flight. situation, yeah. Well, you don't know how fast bug fighters go. They're spaceships. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Uh, so they... They are near the ocean. We know that. There's little clues about where they might live. Um, So they initiate the plan. They fly on board the ship. No one notices them. They do see there's five humans in there working on stuff. Uh, And then Jake's like, all right, go. And Tobias flies down through the hole and makes a couple laps of the the building with everyone shooting at him. Mm -hmm. And... They hear, hey, get out here. Come on, we need help to kill this bird. And everyone on the ship runs out to also shoot at the bird. <laughs> of course. Like you do. <laughs> you know, as one does. Oh. Uh, and Jake is like, okay, Tobias, we're good. Everyone starts demorphing. Uh, Jake's like, okay, Tobias, we're good. Get out of there. And he's like, uh, they're shooting down through the hole. Yeah. The guys with the machine guns are shooting down. And Jake's like, Oh, how could I have been so stupid? How could I not have thought that? He's beating himself up about it a lot, with good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's like, Tobias, get in here. We'll we'll close the door on him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Tobias is like, okay. So he flies in. Axe has mostly demorphed by now and fiddled with the controls, and he figured out how to close the door. And so now all the controllers are really mad because they've been tricked in the stupidest way possible. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, that bird's stealing our ship. Yeah. So they're like, oh no, the Andalite bandits have gotten aboard the ship. Damn it. Get it. And they're like using the earth movers that had previously been mentioned for piling up all the rotting food to like come at the ship and shooting at it. But Axe is good and he's fiddling with the controls and he's like, all right, this might be a little more advanced than I was expecting it to be. So hang on. Mm -hmm. It's designed for taxons. I'm not in a great position here figuring it out. And finally he gets it on, and they shoot away, all of them falling over except Axe because of the amazing acceleration. Um, they end up 
in space, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. looking at the curvature of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Cassie remarks how beautiful it is. They can see the sun coming up over the Red Sea. Uh, and they're like, okay, but we're going the wrong way. We need to go to the White House. X, get us there. And he's like, I can't. Hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, look over there. And over there is the blade ship, mm-hmm. which is Visor 3's personal ship. Mm-hmm. And it is turning its weapons at them. So they're pretty screwed. Yep. They're like, oh, no, uh, I forgot they had any other ships beside this yeah. one. <laughs> I, for- I forgot that wasn't just the ten controllers in that room. <laughs> uh, Jake jumps on the weapon station next to Axe. And he he did that before. I didn't mention it, but he like learned how to shoot the laser beams. And uh, he's uh, Axe is like, we can't run. They're they're faster than us, and blah blah blah. Axe says we can try and run, or we can take a chance on a lucky shot. And Jake's like, I feel lucky. Let's do it. Okay. So he aims and he fires, and at the exact same time, the blade ship fires, and the tr- two dragon beams hit in midair, well, in mid orbit. Uh, and the sound that it makes is zow, mm-hmm. followed by whamph, mm-hmm. as the explosion damages both ships, uh, and they begin to fall back down to Earth. And then. As they're falling, they see the blade ship is also falling, and Cassie also notices uh, it's daylight in the Western Hemisphere. And Jake's like, what? And then, crash, 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 everyone is unconscious. Jake wakes up, he's alone, and he's in a rainforest. Uh, The rainforest is full of animals who are making a lot of noises, such as, hoo, 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 ha, ha, kia, kia. There's a lot more. I highlighted all of them. So <laughs> I hope you're happy. I'm not. I hope, what you, I hope what you wanted from this episode was me doing a lot of bad sound effects from this book that are written all in caps. <laughs> Is that what you wanted? Because that's what you get. No. I mean, I wanted the experience of reading an Animorphs book without actually reading it. And I feel like you're giving me that. Thank you. Uh, so Jake gets up. He realizes he's, he's got a big-ass, scary-looking beetle on him. Also, he's covered in ants, which he quickly brushes off. And then he wanders around. He sees, like, the branches have been torn off some of the trees where it looks like the bug fighter has crashed. And he's looking around like, Cassie, Marco, Rachel. And then he hears Tobias's voice saying, what about Tobias? Mm. And he's like, oh, thank God, Tobias. Um, Yep. The forgotten. I found all, what? (laughs) The forgotten. Mm -hmm. The forgotten one. Yeah. Tobias is like, I found the others. Uh, They're all pretty, pretty banged up. It took a while, but I think the the bug fighter spun around a lot as after the when, when it was coming down. Uh, so he leads him to where the others are, which is right next to the bug fighter, which has a huge hole torn in its side. And that's why all of them were in different places. And no further questions. Gotcha. Um, now Jake has another flash of being back home and square dancing with Rachel for a second. And he's like, oh, God, it's the square dra- dancing that drove me crazy. I knew it. <laughs> um, he sees them, and he's like, where are we? 
And Cassie fucking owns this one. She knows everything. She's like, where is easy? Rainforest. It's not Africa, because I've seen monkeys with prehensile tails. You know, tails they can swing by. Mm -hmm. Animal fact. So most likely we're in Central or South America. Either Costa Rican rainforest or Amazon rainforest. Um, And she's like, but that's not the problem. The problem is that when we went up, it was nighttime where we were in the northern hemisphere, in, in North America. And now it's daytime in South America, which means we've traveled in time. Damn. Mm-mm. I was hoping for more of a reaction. I don't think I built that up enough. I said, I said, damn. I mean, I feel like we both kind of figured a time travel thing since there was the, every chapter started with a time. It was all very specific. Let me try it again. Okay. (laughs) Cassie says, when we went up, it was nighttime. The sun was just rising over the Red Sea in the Middle East. Now it's daytime in the Western Hemisphere in South America. They've traveled in time. (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) Perfect. That's the take that we'll we'll keep in the show. Yeah. (laughs) That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Uh, So Jake says, what? How? And then Axe is like, well, basically what what happened was when the two dragon beams hit each other, the explosion caused what's called a Sario Rip. S-A-R-I-O Rip. Which is a hole in space-time that sucked them into it. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jake is like, well, how far did, like, when are we? Where did, like, how far back or how far forward did we go? Which, where, like, what happened? And Axe is like, no way to know. All I know is that it's 1.22 p.m., but I don't know what day or year or anything like that. And they're like, great. And, uh... He has some more flash flashes. Um, they're like, well, we should figure out, like, in reality where we are. Not just, like, rainforest, but so then we can, like, find a town and maybe find some clue to what to when it is. And then they're like, Axe, is there any way to reverse the Sario Rip? And he's like, so we studied this in school. I remember, I definitely remember us studying it, but... On the day that we learned it, there was also, like, a game later that day, and there was also this cute girl, and so <laughs> I was kind of more focused on oh those God. things than on learning about Saria Rips. But I think if we recreate the original explosion, then it would it could reverse it. They got the like, worst Andalite prince. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a prince, he's an Arist. They got the worst Andalite Arists. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> He's like twelve. Oh yeah. See, this whole time you've been talking, I've been staring at this picture that you sent, trying to picture this small, tiny child doing all of this uh-huh. stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, he's a tiny, tiny little baby child. Yep. What being any kind of alien or anything? What being would look at this tiny, tiny child and be like, you, you are in charge now? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go uh, on. <laughs> all of the other children decided that he was the one in charge. Um, but also kind of the original Andalite, and also kind of the dog alien robot guy. Yeah, the dog alien ro- Really, I, I know that what you're saying is why didn't they just, why can't the chi be more helpful in this? <laughs> 
And the answer to your question is they never are. That's not entirely true. There is there is a later book where chi technology is very helpful to the Animorphs. It's not for mm, 30 books or so. So we've got a while. <laughs> so we've got to move past this. We've got to move past this. This just has to be uh, something that we don't dwell on right. for right now. Right. Hmm. <laughs> Axe is also a child is the point. Yeah. When I was in sixth grade, if someone, if suddenly I was catapulted to another world and they're like, quick, tell me everything you know about the War of 1812, I'd be like, oh shit, I know I learned it, hang on. <laughs> um, or, you know, do some matrices in math. Mm-hmm. No, no clue. Uh, anyway, so they're like, okay, well... We're in, or at least we're together. We can, we need to find a village. And Tobias is like, just morph into birds and we'll fly. And Cassie's like, I mean, we only get two hours and morph. We can only fly so far per hour. So we'd probably get like 60 miles per morph. And we could be a thousand miles from nowhere. So it might not be the best thing. And they're like, well, can we fly the ship? And Axe is like, it can fly with just the one engine. If we stay in the atmosphere and fly slow, it won't matter that there's a big hole in it. But the effects of the Saria rip have wiped out the ship's software and it's been erased. Because that, you know, time travel. So mm-hmm. what, like, what's been erased? What? The software that the ship uses. So they don't have a backup cam. They don't have onboard GPS. <laughs> Probably can't hook their phone up to Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah, everything it's bad news. I get yep. it. Um... It's also funny because I don't think any of those things existed in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> so it's doubly funny. Mm. Um, but Rachel is like, well, can you rewrite the software? He's like, yeah, if I had like 20 years. Okay, Axe, calm down. We get it. You could just say no. But anyway, uh, then they hear hork tromping through the forest towards them. And they're like, well, fuck. We need to get out of here because uh, Tobias takes a look. He's like, there's like 50 of them. And they're like, okay, well, we can't fight 50 of them. If we had maybe some kind of dog android, we could, but hmm. <laughs> not on our own. And it's like, so we got to go. And Rachel's like, but what about the ship? We need the ship so that we can get out of here. And Jake's like, we can't take the ship right now. We got to save ourselves. But Axe, is there anything that you can take from the ship so that the Yerks won't be able to fly it? And he's like... Yes, I can think of something. And Tobias is like, Jake, they're coming. And Tobias is like, okay, Axe, get it. Uh, Everyone else, leave. And Rachel's like, I'll stay with you. And Jake's like, no, minimum risk, only Axe, get it. Everyone else, including me, run away. And Tobias is like, Jake, if he's not out of there in two minutes, he's not going to get out of there. So basically, Jake is really risking that he's condemning Axe to die right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. The rest of them run away. And get to a distance, and then they hear dragon beams going pew pew zap zap. Uh, I didn't highlight that, but that's what I think they sound like. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh shoot! I'm sorry. I missed I missed a part that I have to go back to because this is important. Uh, before all of this, when they're asking Axe if they can fly the ship, and they're standing around trying to decide what to do. Tobias said, uh, Axe sees a humanoid figure, and Tobias goes and checks it out, and then Tobias hears, Jake, duck! And Jake ducks, and a spear flies at him and just misses him, and he remembers that was one of his flashbacks. 
And then the person who threw the spear runs away. And it's someone who is native to this part of the world. Uh There's not a lot of interaction with the natives in this book, which is good because it feels like it's kind of tricky ground to walk on, I think. Uh But one of them did throw a spear at Jake. Um, Like just now that happened in real life or was that just a flashback? No, that was in real life. He had had the flashback when he was in, um, you know, in his real life earlier. And then now that he is in the jungle, it actually happened. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's like, ah, oh, these these flash things. Anyway, then he says, Axe, grab the thing. Everyone get out of here. And then he hears uh, Draken beams and Tobias is like, he's running, but they're going to they're gonna get him. Are you happy now, Jake? And he's like, okay, well, this is, he's like panicking. He's like, I've made too many mistakes. And Rachel's like, we got to go back for him. And... He knows that he can't stop Rachel from going back. He's like, just two of us, you and me, Rachel. So he morphs into a tiger. She morphs into a grizzly. And they start going back through. The tiger is at home in the jungle. Uh, the grizzly bear is not. Yeah. Tiger was a better uh, choice. Yeah. So, like, he catches up to her pretty quickly. And she's, like, huffing and puffing. And she's like, it's so humid. And it's so, like, it's so bad. And he's like, come on, I can I can find it. And he's, like, starting to outpace her. And now he's got to make another decision whether to stay with Rachel or run ahead and try to save Axe. And then Tobias is like, Jake, up, up ahead on your left. And he goes and he sees Hork-Bajir there. And so he fights him. Um, actually, something cool happens. He fights him and leaves him to die. But then he feels pity. Isn't that great? Yeah. the hork is just a controller. I feel like Jessica checked out a long time ago. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening, but I'm also, in a much more real sense, not at all listening. <laughs> Do you know what just happened? Yeah, there was a hork and there was a fight, and then someone felt sympathy. Yeah. Because Jake's like, he's just a controller. The hork didn't ask to be here, bleeding from a dozen wounds in an alien jungle a billion miles from his home. Right. Jake's Basically, like, Jake's been fucking up left and right, and now he finally has feelings. Yeah. Uh, then Jake feels something hurty in his tiger paw, and then he just falls over, and he sees a snake slithering, a bright yellow snake slithering away. Because, of course. I guess the snake was like, oh, these two big guys are fighting, I'm just gonna wait for one of them to win, and then I'll kill the other one, and then leave, because that's how, that's how I do. Uh, (laughs) And he did. And the poison acted very quickly, and Jake is trying to think of, like, demorph demorph but he his brain is going weird and then he has another flash to when he and marco were walking home from school and talking about what tobias probably wanted before the safeway incident and then he's back and he's starting to de- and he realizes he's starting to demorph and he's like can you demorph away from poison will it not be in your system anymore i should have asked axe but i mean asking axe wouldn't change the fact that you're dying from poison and as he's becoming more human he feels the, the poison getting weaker so all good Important anamorph fact is you can demorph if you've been poisoned. That is important. Uh, so Tobias is like, come on, we have to help Rachel. And he's like, what? And he goes and he sees her and he finds a dead hork that she has killed. And there's Rachel lying as a, as a grizzly bear, lying on the floor, bleeding from a bunch of wounds. And also covered in ants. Mm. Oh. And they are totally tearing her apart. 
she's unconscious. She landed almost on top of their ant mound. They're crawling into like her ears and nose and mouth. Oh god. Tearing off bits of bear flesh to take back to their colony. No. And Jake is like, Rachel, wake up, Rachel, wake up. And Tobias is like, You can't yell because the yurks are everywhere. And he's like kicking her and trying to get the ants off her, but they just swarm up his arms and he bats them off too. And then he's like, Tobias, can you find another ant colony? Because he remembers that ant colonies will fight like crazy. Uh, and Tobias finds one. And then at that point, Marco and Cassie show up and they're like, oh my God, what happened to Rachel? And then they see Jake pulling out bloody tufts of fur from Rachel uh, and carrying them over to the other ant mound to leave a trail to the bleeding bear. And he's a human and, while he's doing this? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And there, uh, he also said, like, is there water nearby that we can, like, dunk her? And he's like, yeah, but she's unconscious and you can't lift her. So uh, Jake tries to lead the other ants and it works and the two ant colonies clash on Rachel Uh. all the ants swarm out of the orifices they'd crawled into to to join the fight Um, and he's just like eventually one of them will win and start cutting up the bear again but hopefully it gives her enough time to wake up and it does and she wakes up and starts screaming in thought speak and Jake is like, Rachel, demorph and come with me. And she starts demorphing while she's batting at them. And they run into the river and jump that Tobias shows them. And they jump in and the ants start to, start to you know, float off their body. And then Marco and Marco and Cassie run up behind them as people. And Cassie's like, get out of the water. And they get out just ahead of a school of piranhas that were going to chomp on them. Mm. Yikes. So big. So basically, they're very unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Everything, yeah. Everything's trying to kill them. Ugh, I can't believe this White House plan went so terribly awry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. it's. It seemed like such a perfect plan. <laughs> it was almost as good as that one time when they just wanted to grab that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good uh, plan. And they're like, okay, so we don't have axe. There's piranhas and evil ants and... Jake is the only one with a battle morph that actually works. Uh, Tobias says that the hork have split up into, like, squadrons of five or ten. I think five. Um, and each one has a human controller with it. And they're like, probably the human controller is because they'll know what animals are probably supposed to be here and which ones aren't so that they can find us and kill us. Um, and then Axe appears and he's like, well, then maybe you need an animal that is from here. And it's, he's a monkey. He's a, probably, Cassie says he's probably a spider monkey. Um, and he hops down and he's like, I'm totally fine. No one caught me, thank God. Yeah. And he's holding a little thing about the size of like a CD. And he's like, only maybe a little thicker. Uh, and he's like, I took this so they can't fly the bug fighter. It's the computer core. So it's it's going to be completely inoperable without this. And... In 1997, Mark was like, that whole thing, that, that thing is the whole computer? And <laughs> Axe is like, yeah, primitive yurks, the Andalite one would be a third this size. <laughs> uh, classic. They don't, they didn't even know about Raspberry Pis yet. Mm. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, they're like, it's a good idea to acquire local morphs. And Axe is like, oh, I can take you to where the monkeys are. And uh, he does. 
And he's like, I can get one to come down. This is where it actually confirms, like, you can't just acquire DNA from someone who's in a morph. So they can't copy, they can't just acquire Axe while he's morphed into a monkey. They have to get a real one. So Axe is like, I think I can get one to come down. And they're like, how? And he's like, well, um, I'm pretty sure that I am an attractive female. Mm. And one of the males was interested earlier. So I think I can, you know, get some more down here. Uh hey Yeah, and Marco <laughs> makes some snide comment, and Jake repeats it. Like, Jake says it at the same time. And they're like, and he's like, okay, so I should probably mention, I've been having these weird flashes of I of this place where we are, of Marco saying that just now, of the spear, of, very, of like, being monkeys and flying through the forest, or, or through the jungle. And now that we're here, I'm having flashes from back home, where... Uh, square dancing and flying as a fly and all this other stuff and I don't know what's going on and Axe is like how long have you been having these flashbacks and he's like just I mean since yesterday or today or whatever it was when we when Tobias first said you know we have to do this thing and Axe is like okay I have a theory we've gone back in time about a day and now there are two Jakes two Cassies two Marcos existing simultaneously Mm. and that's why you've been having these flashes because your consciousness is like stretched between these two people and the universe hates that so what it's going to try to do is eliminate you both sure yeah like if there's two of something like and he says like matter and antimatter it can't exist simultaneously Mm. uh and it's so like, they well, should then why? kill themselves. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ideally not. <laughs> uh, he's like, so Rachel's like, so why hasn't it happened? He's like, because we're still within the Saria rip effect. But when the Saria rip effect ends, and there's still two of us, we will all be eliminated. The ones back home and us. Mm. Uh, and the Saria rip happened at 8.54 exactly. So... And he's like, what time is it now? I don't know. It was like three-ish. So they have mm, about six hours to reverse the Sario rip and get home. Uh, and Jake is like, is that the only way to reverse it? And Axe like, gives him this weird look as a monkey. And he's like, what do you know? And he's like, I'm sorry, Prince Jake, but as I said, I wasn't paying much attention in school when we learned about this in school. And... Uh, Jake knows that he's hiding something, but decides not to press him on it, because when has Axe hiding something ever been bad for anyone? Right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> they morph into monkeys, they have a grand old time, just swinging their way around the trees. There's a really good, just sort of, uh, line that really dates this book, it says... You know the way Michael Jordan knows his way around a basketball court? Or the way Christy Yamaguchi knows her way around the ice cream? That's how the monkey knew the trees. Amazing. <laughs> Happy 90s. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so they, they come across uh, one of the squadrons of Hork-Bajir and a very, very tired human controller with them. Like, the Hork-Bajir are just sort of slashing their way through the underbrush and not tiring. But the guy behind them is clearly getting worn out in the jungle with the humidity and the heat. And, like, I get it. I would be, too. It's It's been a real stressful day for everyone, I think. Yeah. You know? Uh, and he sees a p- 
like a pig like creature and he's like there that that thing i don't think that belongs here and it's clear he just wanted a chance to sit down for a minute but without <laughs> stopping the lead hork just shoots it with his dragon beam and also hits the tree that it's next to which happens to be the tree that all the monkeys are in uh so they try to like swing around to some different trees and jake almost hits uh, almost loses his grip and lands on the guy, but then Rachel grabs him and like pulls him away. And the guy's like, "Something's wrong with those monkeys. Kill every monkey you see." <laughs> and then all of a sudden, um, the Horkbajera is shooting everything, not just monkeys, all the trees, every animal near them. Aww. Monkeys were destroyed. Birds were destroyed. A sloth and its baby hanging no. from a branch were destroyed. No, the Horkbajera were on a rampage. Not the uh, sloth. I know. Baby slot. So sad. Anyway, uh, so they kill a lot of things, but the the animorphs get away. But they see, uh, before like the the after their rampage, the Hortbajir like stop for a minute, and then this giant snake, probably an anaconda, falls out of a tree onto the lead Hortbajir and starts squeezing him. Oh! And the other, the other Hortbajir come and try to cut it away, and they hear, "Stay away from him, you fool!" Uh, and it's, or, or get back fools and be glad I don't kill you all. And it's Visor 3 in Morph. And he's like, and he crushes the hork to death. And then he morphs, he demorphs. And he's like, what were you doing? It's like, we saw some animals and we wanted to kill them because they might be the Andalite bandits in Morph. And it's like, and did, and did you think the trees were also the Andalite bandits? And everything around here it's like well and did you think that i might be in morph nearby and the guy's like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and then you know they leave works out perfectly everyone survives except the hork that visitor three killed and also all the animals that the hork killed yeah um they the monkeys get to a clearing and demorph and start talking about the plan um, and then they're suddenly surrounded by people with spears and, uh, they're like, they freeze and Jake really slowly puts his hands up and one of the guys with spears comes up to him and says something in a language that Jake doesn't understand. And he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't understand. And the guy, uh, says Makako and, uh, and then he points at Jake and says, Espiritu Macaco. And Marco's like, is that Spanish? My grandmother spoke Spanish and um, my mother grew up speaking it. And Jake is like, can you translate? And he's like, I know like 50 words, so no. But Cassie says it's probably Portuguese. Or it could be Portuguese because they speak that in Brazil. And this man probably has had to deal, like if he's the leader of his village, he might have had to speak to Brazilian, you know, people. So he probably speaks that language. Um and Marco's like, it's similar to Spanish, and it sounds like he's saying that you're a monkey spirit. And Jake is like, yes, that's me, <laughs> monkey spirit, not dangerous at all. And then the guy uh, points at Axe, and he calls him a devil. Oh. And Jake's like, no, no, not a devil. He's cool. He's also with us. And then the guy draws a hork in the dirt, and he says, devil. And Jake is like, yes, demon, devil, absolutely that. And the guy um, points at himself and says Polo, and Jake points at himself and says Jake, and then now they're like, cool. And the Polo says 
something that means like hunt the devils. And Jake is like, yes. And then they all what? vanish. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. And Jake's Jesus. like, I or Rachel's like, I don't know if we like I don't think it's a good idea to send a bunch of humans out against all those fuck Bashir. And so maybe Ray, maybe Cassie said that. Um, and then the other one's like, I actually don't feel very, like, I, I feel pretty, the Hork-Bashir don't have very good chances with those poison spears that they have. The spears are poisoned. They figured that out earlier. Okay. Um, but even so. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, uh, fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck. Fuck that. Yep. And then they decide to take a nap. They've been... <laughs> They've been awake for, like, 24 hours, <laughs> even if technically it's the time that they left. So, yeah. No, it's fucked up. We can talk about it more. I, I'm not trying to, like, breeze right past it. It's pretty fucked up. But... No, I got nothing. No, yeah, they took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> they took a nap. Um, and then Jake wakes up with a jaguar looking him in the face. Which was another one of his flashbacks earlier. And he freaks out, and then he, like, the jaguar is sniffing him, trying to see what he is or what he's doing there. Um, Jake acquires it. The others wake up and they're like, whoa, Jake, what are you doing with that jaguar? And he's like, very funny, I'm acquiring it to keep it safe, or to keep us safe. I think maybe we all acquire it to mm. keep it in a trance, and then get away from here. And he's like, Axe, do you think you can outrun this thing? And Axe is like, yeah. He's like, okay, you acquire it last. <laughs> Let us all get away. And then figure it out from there. So they do. And it works great. And Cash is like, I don't think the jaguar would have eaten you. You're probably too big for its normal prey. And Tobias is like, I bet I'm not too big to be its normal prey. Mm. Once again, the forgotten. Yeah. Yep. But also he can fly away. Yeah, that's true. Tobias gets real mad. Um, with good reason good. in this book. He's just... He's Constantly first, being forgotten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being mistaken for Marco by Jessica and things like that. Just yeah. <laughs> poor Tobias. Uh, anyway, they morph into jaguars. They find the uh, blade ship, and he finds that the Yurks have like dragged the bug fighter over to the blade ship, and Jake feels... So stupid because he's like, if we need to recreate create the Sario Rip, that oh he's wearing um the computer as like a medallion around his neck. Cassie tore off a piece of her shirt and like made a little necklace for it and hung it on his neck so that they could keep carrying it. But um, he's like, of course they need this computer to fly the bug fighter and they need to recreate the Sario Rip so that it can we don't all die. So. We have the computer as a bargaining chip, but there's no way that Visitor 3 will, like, take the computer and not immediately slaughter us all. And this is terrible, and I'm a terrible leader, and I've made so many bad choices. Mm. Which is probably something Jake should say to himself more often anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Maybe Cassie's we're in like, over there's... our heads here. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then Cassie's like, there's something actually that's been bothering me. Why is Jake the only one having these weird flashbacks? Why haven't any of us had them? And Jake's like, oh, yeah, hey, that's weird. <laughs> and Axe is like, I didn't want to say anything before, but um, it's possible, Jake, that you are the only real person here. And the rest of us might only be a memory. 
And he's like, what? <laughs> what? What is, what is that? What do you... What's that mean? And he says, it's possible that only you will escape from this timeline and go back alone and alter everything so that none of this ever happens. He's like, how can I do that if we need to recreate... Like, how can I be the only one to escape? Like, I don't know how to make a Sario rip undone, so it doesn't make any sense. And he's like, well, there might be another way to end it, but I didn't want to say anything because I wasn't sure. And Jake's like, what is it? And then all the vines around them start to curl up around them, and they realize it's Visitor 3 and a morph saying, ooh, delicious andalites, I love them. <laughs> uh, he's morphed this large creature called a Lerdathak that um, is like basically an a enormous octopus, like the size of a building, I think. And it's just got billions of tentacles that mm. snatches things up. Nice. And it snatched up all these jaguars and put them in its mouth. Uh, and everyone's like, Jake, I'm suffocating. No. Ah. And Jake gets away and he's like, no, 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 no. And then Visor 3 is like, don't worry, Andalites, I won't kill you yet. But stay, stay safe in my belly while I figure out what to do with you. So... Including Tobias. Tobias comes down to, like, rake the thing's eyes, and it just snatches him out of the air. Mm. Uh, and Jake's like, how am I supposed to defeat that thing with all the tentacles? And then Polo and his dudes show back up and start throwing spears at everyone, including at the Lurdathak. But the Lurdathak's vines are too quick, and they grab the spears. So that doesn't work. Mm. So that was a great storyline part. Um, and then... Jake is like, wait, not tentacles, vines, branches, of course, the monkey. And he morphs into, he like gets far enough away to demorph and morph into the monkey. And then the Lord of that comes and like, oh, is that you, my last little Andalite bandit? I can't wait to put you in my belly. <laughs> uh, but he's not quick enough for Jake, who swings through the, the vines until he gets like right above Visor Three's mouth. And then he like thought speaks at Polo, like, Polo, the spear. And Polo throws the spear to him, and then he throws the poison spear directly into Visor 3's face. And it all works out great, except not because Visor 3 wraps a tentacle around his neck, and then he hears a snap, and then nothing. Mm. Hmm. Deadsies. Deadsies. And then it's 8.19pm, and they're in the motel, about to morph into flies to go into the Safeway. Nice. And Rachel's like, come on, Jake, are we going or what? And he's like, what happened? Oh my god, oh my god. And he realizes that he has the power now to stop everything from happening. And he's like, Cassie, have you ever been to the Amazon? And she's like, what? No, of course not. Uh, and Jake's like, let's not do this. We're not going to go in there. Everyone go home. The end. <laughs> and they all go home, and none of it ever happens. Nice. And then it comes... A couple days later, Jake is talking to Axe about it, and first Axe thinks he's crazy, and then Jake is like, it was a Sario rip, and Axe is like, oh, that's not crazy. Only I could have told you that. And Jake is like, but you said there might be another way, but you wouldn't tell me, and, Jake's, and Axe is like, no, I probably wouldn't. Uh, since there can't be two of you at once, it's like it's a theory, but since there can't be two, two of you at once, then I think you died. And your consciousness snapped back here to where the other one of you was. What did I and say then, right at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> you did. It was great. <laughs> uh, 
And then, so now you, you'll you find that since you undid everything, you won't be able to morph the jaguar or the monkey because you never really acquired those animals. And Jake tells uh, Axe that he like feels like he made so many mistakes and the only reason he got out of there was pure dumb luck. And he's like, maybe so, Prince Jake, but my brother Elfangor once said that it's a prince's job to be lucky. So And Jake's like, Elfangor wasn't lucky in the end. And mm. Axe is like, wow, rude of you to mention that, but let's hope that you are. <laughs> And that's the end of the book, The Forgotten. Whew. All right. So it is a side adventure that affected nothing, except it taught the world about Sario Rips. Mm-hmm. Which will come up again, I promise. So that baby sloth is okay. Yeah, the baby sloth is fine. Nice. That's my takeaway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but Questions? also the, the Yerks now have this other bug fighter. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Which is fine, I think. Yeah, seriously, that was our thing. We were just like, yeah, it's just, it's fine, just go home. Yeah, it's just like if the animals were like, I just found out the Yerks got a Tesla. Okay. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) yeah. They have that now, not much we can do about it. Yeah, I guess it's fine. Are you saying you want to steal the Tesla? (laughs) So did they tell the dog androids? No, the dog androids are not going to come up again for a while. There's, they might at some point get like, be like, oh, Eric left us a message that the Yerks are planning to do this. And then they act on that information. But they're never like, hey, hey, Eric, this, please, please lead us. us Eric, please help. For we are small, small babies. Eric, look at my cute little baby face. I can't do this. Look at how dorky my hair is. <laughs> hey, 97, that was that was peak fashion. Mm. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad that sloth is okay. Me too. That was the saddest part. Mm. Also, it seems like being a monkey is really fun. They're really playful like dolphins. Animal fact. <laughs> I like it. But also, uh, ants that live in the Amazon are fucking terrifying, which is yeah. animal fact. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of poisonous things there. Cassie mentions that at one point. Poisonous snakes, poisonous frogs, poisonous plants. Just all kinds of poisons. Sure. When the first spear gets thrown at Jake, she looks at it and it's just like a sharp stick, basically, with the end blackened. And he's like, it almost doesn't look dangerous at all. And she's like, yeah, unless the tip is poison and we're in the land of natural poisons and probably no one who (laughs) uses a spear here would use one that doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Cassie kind of crushes it in this one. Maybe she should be in charge. Yeah. Every time Cassie's tried to be in charge, though, she's like terrified of it, which is sad because she seems like the most well put together Hmm. as far as like emotions and mental stuff and Just, I mean, she's the one who bit the head off the termite queen. Yeah. And it shook her deepest faith. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. This was actually a really creepy one to read, because basically everyone died or almost died. And Jake did die. He did die. Mm-hmm. But it was fine. And then he, then he undied, because this was the book that didn't, like, play into anything else. The... 
Man. And Tobias didn't have a chance to get all mad at Jake about all the things that he did wrong. But, which means he's once again been forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias is somehow still back in the Amazon and just nobody yeah. cares. <laughs> I undid everything except for Tobias ending up in the Amazon and I don't know how. <laughs> In this new timeline, I just threw him into the ship and then put and then put it on autopilot. Animorphs Home Alone 2 Lost in the Amazon. Perfect. Yeah. That's the next book. But it's just the Amazon warehouse and it's not the actual <laughs> It's not the actual rainforest. Just a bunch just a bunch of people packing boxes of stuff to send. Amazing. Imagine all the cool traps you could make there. So many cool traps. So, Jessica, did anything jump out at you? Mm, No. No. Are you okay? Are you still sad about Eric? (laughs) Uh, I I don't know, man. Just, I I don't know. Well, thank you for listening to this comedy (laughs) podcast, (laughs) Animorphous Discussion. Well. Whenever I don't know things, I always talk to people who might know more than me, and I can find them at the sharing. When I'm unsure about my life, I go to the sharing, and I feel much more sure, because there I've got a community of people, and it's great. The sharing. Yeah. Sponsored by Safeway. What? (laughs) Robin, the sharing sounds amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. And if... If you haven't joined already, you should. Uh, how can they join, Robin? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Katie. All you have to do is go to jointhesharing.org and use promo code Tobias if you want your first month's membership free. Never forget Tobias. Um, wait, who's Tobias? <laughs> okay, so it's spelled T-O-B-I-A-S. Uh-huh. He's basically this kid who got trapped forever as a hawk and no one cares. Okay, yeah, that's, uh, unfortunate. Yeah, you don't have to use it if you don't want. The first membership will be free anyway. It was just, you know. (laughs) The sharing is always free to anyone who needs it, except Tobias. (laughs) Poor, poor lost Tobias. Uh, Uh, If you like, oh, go ahead. Nothing, just, just sighing. Yeah, this this was a rough one. If you like what we do... Check us out. Uh, check out our other podcasts on bitchteamalpha.com. We've got um, podcasts and written content. We do an actual Play Blue Rose podcast called Bitches and Liches that Jessica is the GM on. Katie and I are both characters in that, along with a couple other people. It's really great. We also do one called Is It Okay, where we answer internet search questions, uh, a bunch of other stuff. Check us out. If you want to share your sharing story with us, you can tweet at us with the hashtag for humans like us. Oh, I should have checked Twitter before we started this episode to see if anyone had done it. Well, next time. (laughs) (laughs) And we might share your sharing story on the show next time we have an ad for them. I don't know what our next sharing ad's going to be, but based on the past 11 episodes, I'm going to say probably we'll have them on the next episode as well. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. Um... Yeah, like and subscribe and leave us a review if you like us on Apple Podcasts. And that's all. So, until next time, bitch team out. Bitch team out. Bitch team out. Bitch team out.